Hey, 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 let's get courageous today. You were made to be courageous. Welcome all you Courageous Cause Champions. I'm Lainey Friedrich, and this is the Couch to 5A podcast, episode 11. It's a snowy day here in Michigan. This is our second snow of the winter season, and this time it's a real looking one. It's real, it's fluffy, it's about, oh, maybe an inch or two out there. I'm watching the squirrels run around on the trees and knock off some of the snow. It's very cute, very Christmas season-y, holiday season-y. Time to uh, snuggle up as it starts to get colder outside. Today I wanted to talk about why there will always be weeds. Now in my yard right now there's snow covering the weeds. But I wanted to relate gardening to what we deal with in our everyday life because a lot of times I can find parallels that help me understand and to make more sense and make peace and actually find enlightenment about things going on in the world. So let's talk about my garden for a minute. I bought this house about 12 years ago and when I first moved in uh, it was mostly grass and so I, I was, I'm a big perennial gardener so I created flower beds all along the um, perimeter alongside the fence line and up along the house, mostly in the backyard and the, and the sides of the house because the front yard already had some landscaping beds. And I went to plant exchanges for the first couple of years that I lived here and got excess plants that people had dug up. In case you've never been to a plant exchange, that's where you dig up the things that you have too much of and you try and just swap them uh, for free with people who have other things that maybe they have too much of and maybe they would like what you have and it's a it's a great great way to expand your garden so I did that for the first couple of years because a lot of times people who have dug up things that they have too much of just if, once they swap with uh, getting the plants that they wanted at the exchange they still have extra left over that they brought and they really don't want to take it back home and plant it because they have too much of it to begin with, which is why they dug it out to bring it. So you can get orphans, they're called orphans, of uh, plants that um, people have left over once they've done their exchange and you can get a lot of plants for free even if you don't have anything to bring to exchange with. So that's how I established my garden and I picked a lot of plants that I had had in my previous house <clears throat> when I was married. So I got this house after I got divorced and a lot of them, you know, were great plants and grew and flourished and fast forward a couple of years after I bought the house uh, and the 2000 recession, I'm sorry, 2008 recession hit because I bought the house in 2006 and I got... Um, transferred over to the um, loan collection department. I had been a loan officer for many, many years for a bank in commercial lending. So I transferred over to the loan collection department and it was just crazy. It was crazy busy. I was working 60 hour weeks for 
oh, probably a year and a half to two years. So, of course, my garden got ignored for a couple of spring, summer, and fall. <laughs> I just, I could not, I did not have the time to go out and do anything at a lawn service, come and mow the lawn, but the flower beds um, just went crazy. And when things started to settle down with my schedule, I ventured out into the side yards and the backyard to take a look and see what had happened. And of course, the things that I had planted had flourished really well, and other things had flourished as well. Now, a lot of us call these weeds, which weeds to any enlightened gardener are simply plants that you didn't plant intentionally. <laughs> but to many people, weeds are a bad thing. You've got to eradicate them. You must get rid of them at all costs and um, use whatever herbicides are necessary. And I'm a more of an organic type of gardener. So I pull stuff out by hand and then, you know, you can't get all the roots of it out and it'll come back up again and you kind of have this ongoing battle with the things that are growing in your garden that you don't want to grow there versus the things that you planted and you do want to grow there. So I ended up plant, you know, pulling out the things that were quote unquote weeds that weren't things that I planted and putting those into the compost bags and trying to cultivate the things that I did want. But then as, as I had more time to read more gardening books and to do more research, come to find out that things that I was pulling out that I considered weeds, actually uh, quite a few of them are edible and actually medicinal. A common example is the dandelion. You know, uh, so many people hate, hate, hate dandelions. And dandelions actually have a lot of excellent properties every part of the plant. And so I discovered, you know, that you can use the greens. The, the young greens are delicious and the flowers are delicious. And even the roots can be eaten. So what I started to realize is, hey, maybe I should rethink these weeds in my garden because maybe they're not so bad after all. Maybe they're like free salad. <laughs> and, and that's what I've done. I've started to learn what these uh, plants are. I'm actually looking at two books that I have here in front of me. One is called Weeds of the Northeast. And it gives you all this information about what the um, author considers are weeds to crops. Um, and then I have next to it the Complete Herb Book, which has all kinds of recipes and the medicinal properties of different plants. And not surprisingly, based on what I just said, there are plants that are in both these books. <laughs> so what is it? Is it a weed? Or is it an herb? Or is it something in the middle? And it's really the perspective that I've come away with is it really depends on is it something that you want or not? And do you understand it or don't you? Do you understand its potential or not? 
So let's compare that to the recent ballot proposal that I volunteered with, Proposal 2, which was to help end gerrymandering, which got passed, yay, last week. And so our state is sending, setting up an independent citizens redistricting commission to draw our district lines more fairly so that we have fair representation. And when I was volunteering on that campaign with people, they were all upset, as I was, when I found out that gerrymandering had taken place to begin with, that there were legislators who drew our district lines unfairly to benefit themselves, get themselves elected, get their party members elected. So our representation here in the state is skewed 70% to 30% in favor of the party in control compared to the actual votes of our population here in the state, which is ha pretty much half and half um, for one party or the other. And people who volunteered with me on the campaign were all upset and I was upset until I stopped and I realized that the people in control who manipulated the lines are a lot like weeds. And weeds will always be among us. There will always be people who want more control, who want more power, who will do anything they can to increase their range of control and coverage, so to speak. Just like a weed does, you know, it's, it's going to try and crowd out everything else so that it can thrive at the expense of other things, other plants. Same with peop weedy people, <laughs> weedy people. They want to thrive at the expense of other people. And I think all of us need to take a look and step back like I did and say to ourselves, hey, is it the weed's fault for being a weed or is it my fault for ignoring the garden? Just like when I was really busy with work and I didn't have time to pluck weeds in my garden, pluck the, I guess, unwanted plants in my garden, I had ignored politics for my entire life until two years ago. And so the weedy people did what they do. They expanded. They expanded their control. So I just want to to say that today and help you understand that there will always be weeds among us. There will always be weedy people. And what I do with my garden now is I try and understand, again, plants in general. And so we should try and understand people because sometimes the weedy people who want control can actually help identify for us where there is a misunderstanding where there is a need for um, maybe a, uh, a need to be met by the population, so to speak. Because sometimes pl plants that grow, the quote-unquote weeds that grow in my garden can show me about the soil underneath. They can show me the soil type based on what kind of weedy plant is growing there. And sometimes, you know, weedy politicians can show us what are the false beliefs that are out there in the population? 
what are the things that we can, if we can help dig this up, if we can unearth this um, and dig it out and get it out into the light, maybe we can pull, you know, get those roots out of there, get those roots of misunderstanding. Ooh, that's a good one. I should write that down. The roots of misunderstanding. <laughs> and we'll talk about this over and over again. Another last example I want to leave you with is, you know, people in our lives can be weedy uh, as they cross our paths as well. Not, not always, you know, politicians who are like, you know, out there somewhere and, you know, we don't, we don't interact with them one-on-one. -on -one. Here's, here's an example. I was dating a guy for about a year and a half. I uh, had a lot of fun with him, but felt like that there we were not uh, in alignment on a couple of things and I broke up with him um, in April of this year and so I started dating other people and I dated this one man for I don't know maybe a month and a half and one of the um, fun things that we did is uh, he had told me the story about this classic Corvette that he's had since high school and oh he's always wanted to you know take you know, pictures with some girl that he dated, you know, that he's dating, um, you know, scantily clad uh, with Corvette. And I thought, wow, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. So we did that. We had a little photo shoot and I got to play supermodel and, and it was great. It was great. I had a great time. was uh, glad that I did it. But then things kind of fell apart with the relationship for, uh, or that dating relationship for a lot of different reasons. And um, I reconnected with him this week because he had mentioned that he knew this hot tub repair guy that, um, and I wanted to try and figure out how to replace my, my broken hot tub. So he got all angry with me. Oh, you know, you should have kept dating me, blah, blah, blah. Even though there was no way. I mean, it was just not a good fit um, between us. And, and I ended up getting back with um, my... Um, previous boyfriend. So one of the things that he did is he started sending me these pictures of these other women who, you know, he'd taken their pictures with his Corvette. Now, this guy had totally lied to me. He told me that nobody had ever done this with him before. And of course, I, you know, deleted all the pictures that he was sending and, you know, blocked them from my phone because I thought, you know what, you are a weed. You are a weedy individual. And you know, until recent years in my life, I would have beat myself up about having spent time with an individual once I discovered that they were liars and things like that. But now what I realize is, you know what, what he does is his business and what, or is a reflection on him. What I do is a reflection on me. If he's going to be a weedy person, let him go be a weed. I have extricated him from my the garden of my life and that's that's all I can do I'm not you know I had fun times when we were together but that's it you know that that doesn't make me a bad person because someone lied to me and I didn't realize that they were lying to me at the time <laughs> um, so I just want to I just want to help you to realize that in politics in relationships in our gardens, there will always be unwanted plants. And 
even some things that I wanted years ago, like English Ivy, oh my God, I just, I don't want it anymore. And I, I keep trying to pull that stuff out and it'll probably never go away because I loved it for a while. And then I realized that it was crowding out a lot of other things that I wanted instead. So just, you know, cultivate the things that you want, you know, be attentive and, you know, get rid of the, the things, the weedy people and things and circumstances in your life that don't fit. But realize that this is always going to be a constant process. And the way that you make it easier is that the just like in my garden, the more things that I cultivate in my garden, the more plants I plant that I want in there, they will start to crowd out the quote-unquote weedy plants that are just the ones that I happen to not want. Same with relationships. You know, the more that you cultivate relationships with people that you love, that are trustworthy, that have integrity, um, you'll, you'll crowd out any relationships with people that aren't that way, people that are weedy, lying people. And with politics, the more we can get people involved to hold our... Um, our elected officials accountable, the easier it is on all of us. So as we cultivate more advocates for positive change in the world, that's, the garden will start and has already started to and will continue to change in what, uh, what blooms there. So I hope this was helpful. Namaste.